Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 132 of Sack Kings Therapy. We are coming to you guys after the Timberwolves game, and the Kings have just lost to the Timberwolves. They go one and four on this road trip, and are now looking on to come home for a four-game homestand. But it's a pretty rough stretch. Um, so first thing we'll start with is um, the game. Um, I felt the Kings came out with a sense of urgency, but just really, really sloppy. What did you think of the opening of the game, Bong? Uh, opening, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I think both sides were pretty sloppy, both in terms of you know not hitting shots and uh, defensive-wise, not not really there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I keep reading that they only had 16 turnovers but i'm every everywhere else i'm seeing 20 like on twitter and on the announced team so i don't know what the number is but yes the kings turned it over a lot in the first quarter and then on the other side the, the wolves were also turning it over over so it was just really really bad and they bricked a lot of shots to start so that's what i mean by sloppy um like the main takeaway I have is that these these are two play-in teams. Like legitimately, you see the mistakes that they make, and that they just let certain things, certain little details, they just don't execute very well. And yeah, you really saw it. Like how essentially the Kings are kind of on par with the Timberwolves in a way. Uh, yeah, you could say so. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the, the main difference that I saw in this game is that the the stars on the Timberwolves basically were able to take over. Cat in the third, like, I think they were down four, and Cat scored seven straight points, just kind of bullied his way into the paint and, and also, like, hit a th started hitting threes. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, to jump there, like, Ant just started taking over. I believe he had at least three or four threes, and most of them of the tough variety, the, the variety that you would be more than happy to be giving giving him. And yeah, they took over. And on the on the Kings' side, Fox Fox did play pretty well um, this game. 28, 28 points and seven or uh, five assists. Sorry, but there was no one else to really kind of back up Fox. Everyone else was pretty quiet. And that was kind of the difference of uh, the game. Yeah, pretty much. And going back to Anthony Edwards, uh, they did mention that he did score 16 of his 26 points in just in the fourth quarter. So coming straight into fourth, he only had 10 points. And, you know, he really did have, I, uh, I don't know what his field goal, I missed that. But um, yeah, he, it seemed like he was just hitting everything, to be honest. And again, like those, the shots he made in the fourth, I'm more than willing to give up to him. But, you know, he got hot and he never really looked back. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing with the Kings that's frustrating is that they come down on the other side and, you know, it, it's a problem with their offense. And, you know, I, I usually don't bring this up in, during losses because usually there's way more issues. But the like their fourth quarter offense was one pass. Uh, you know, pass it around the perimeter. E even somebody tries to drive, they get nothing, and then they throw up a tough shot. There's just no no real ball movement, and it's just like everyone just kind of stops playing basketball and just starts, you know, going one on one. And 
you know, the Kings just don't have that guy. De'Aaron tried to do it, but like, you know, he only has so much gas left in the tank. And yeah, they basically just kind of just could not respond in the fourth when the Timberwolves got hot. Yeah, it's too bad. And you could tell that there was some shots where Darren had to force himself just to, you know, make up something to uh, because, you know, the team itself didn't really have anything to show pretty much for this game. Yeah. So that's that was that's basically our summary of the game. Interesting um, thing is that the Kings out rebounded the shit out of the Timberwolves and still lost. That that was a big takeaway. Like tw- 47 rebounds to the Timberwolves 35, and they somehow still win. And if you're thinking like, oh, maybe they hit more threes than us, nope, hit the same amount of threes. They did have a lot more field goals. Uh, they actually they had oh no, we had more field goals, but we couldn't make anything. And I don't even know. It's not on the Wolves' defense. Their defense was pretty bad throughout. And the Kings, this is like another issue with the Kings. They tend to play down to the level for whatever reason um, of the opponent. Like, if the if the opponent is shooting like shit, chances are, for whatever reason, the Kings decide to shoot like shit too. It's just weird the, the way they play down to the opponent's level. Like, you know, in the first and second quarters, like, I felt like they were starting to kind of break away. And then all of a sudden, they run some bad offense, take some bad shots, and boom, de- defense isn't there to stop them. And, you know, it lets the team right back in. Yeah, the rhythm in this game wasn't consistent like we had uh, in the last game. But, you know, I guess it is how it is. Um, it's pretty much a pretty bad night for all the Kings players. And,. Hopefully we could bounce back on the Toronto game. Yeah, let, let's uh, hold off on that for now. But as it stands right now, like I'm reading Twitter right now, and you know it's a it's a cesspool. I, I'm, I regret doing it. But the mm-hmm. reality the reality is is that people want to fire fire Luke Walton for this. This issue runs a lot deeper than Luke Walton. And I'm not saying like Luke Wong doesn't have any fault here. He he does have some fault, you know. He he you know there's a if the Kings if the players aren't executing it executing the game plan that's partially on him too. But it should be a lot more on the players as well. Somebody needs to bring this team together and run those sets. And usually it's Halliburton. And for whatever reason, Luke took out Halliburton for a few possessions during the fourth, probably just to give him a breather because I think he did play basically the entire fourth. But like. There needs to be somebody there to kind of like, you know, get everyone on the same page. Because it just seems like De'Aaron isn't that guy. De'Aaron's more of a tip of the spear type guy. And, you know, I just think, you know, firing Luke Walton does not solve anything. And if you're going to fire Luke Walton, you're going to have to pretty much blow everything up. Because you can go to Alvin Gentry, but I don't think it's going to change much. Because I I listened to James Ham's uh, podcast today. I mean, they're running Alvin Gentry's offense anyways. Like, there's, there's not much different there. And then, you know, the defense is, is what it is. Luke possibly even helps on that end. And, yeah, unless you're going to really blow it up and start just trading off players, like, this this team is it. This team's going to be in for it. And then, you know, unfortunately, I think the best course of action is to just stick it out and try it to see if the king if these players and the coach can figure it out yeah like i said give them till the half away to the season and 
we'll see where the team goes. But I mean, this all really comes down to you know, we'll uh, to the end of the season. Really, I mean, you never know. We could make it into play in with possibly a fifty percent win, and you know, I mean, our minds might change uh, later on. Okay, so the min- so we are currently out of the play, and uh, Minnesota's actually below us, which is pretty crazy. And mm. and uh, you know, I mean, it is still early in the season. It is 15 games. Like again, it's not the end of the world, but it does get late early. And Kings need to pick up their act right now. And right now, it just looks real grim. Milwaukee, Milwaukee's actually out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, they are out of the playoffs right now. Not even in the play-in. They're out of the playoffs. And that's very unusual. I mean, so, if it's... Yeah, it, I mean, if it's unusual for them, it's unusual for us, I guess. Not. I mean, this team hasn't made the playoffs, so no, it's pretty usual for us, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, the Kings just need to, pick, need to pick up their act and just find a way to come together because earlier in the season, they were playing a lot more defense. Like, the rotations were crisp and they were running... Pr- decent enough offense and of course Harrison Barnes has kind of calmed down these last few these last few games now I was expecting a, a kind of drop off at some point and he kind of has dropped off but like the main thing with him is I want to see from him is just more aggression like sh- like he shot 3 for 10 this game I just felt like he could have gone he could have like you know tried, tried to do more like you know the broadcast was like saying he's a guy that never forces it always plays under control but at the same time like Harrison Barnes is a guy you want to do a little more. He's good enough to be able to force a little bit more, try and create a little bit. So that that, that could be a route that they go. Um, as it stands right now, the Kings are six and nine, one and three in this road trip. And as you mentioned earlier, they're going to be facing Toronto ne- next game in the Golden One Center, and then Utah, 76ers, and Portland. Yeah, pretty tough schedule ahead, and I mean, let's not get our hopes down because you know, it's still like you said, it's still early in the season. Give them to the, pretty much the rest of the season to hopefully sort things out, and you know, things did change, or things will change. I mean, like look at last season, a lot of things have changed. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, like the the thing I hate I hate about the the Kings this Kings team is that they go on these kinds of runs, and then all of a sudden they just like they'll go on like really good runs where they look like a competent team that plays with joy, plays with confidence. All of a sudden it just craters and just completely falls into the falls into the inner core of the earth. And it, we don't and we can never figure out what it what it is. They just for whatever reason, just like in the middle of the season, will just drop off and then come back up. It. it I don't know why it is like this way, this roller coaster ride. They need to just find some consistency. <sighs> well, yeah, let's hope we'll find it sooner than later. Um, one silver lining in this tough schedule. I believe the 76ers will not be having Joel Embiid. He's, I think he's out with COVID. Not, not honestly, not that it really matters. The Kings, again, play down to their competition for whatever reason. Like honestly, him not playing might might even be worse for us to, to a certain degree. And Portland, I think they're having some issues with Dame right now, so I don't know. Um, but it is going to be a rough homestand. Uh, Toronto's a team that plays hard, and 
that's that is the Kings' scariest scariest opponent. A team that just plays hard. <laughs> Fortunately. Yeah. Um, and you you know Utah's Utah. By the way, that's a back to back. That's gonna be rough. Mm. Um, and uh, um, yeah, uh, as far as as far as going forward, the Kings just need to find their act. Maybe playing some tough tougher teams brings something out of them. And uh, we'll see what Luke does with the lineup. Yeah, I guess we shall see. Yeah, uh, speaking of the lineup, uh, so um, Luke was asked about why he inserted uh, Metu into the starting lineup. Apparently, this is part of a five-game run where Metu is going to start. And then after five games, he's going to be reevaluated and they'll go from there. So it's kind of like basically like testing him out see if he plays well enough to be to stay as a starter or you know be a regular part of the rotation so i thought that was kind of interesting huh really that's i didn't know that i, I really thought something was wrong with Mo for a second there and that's another thing i, I want to I, I want mo to play more just like add some d i know he's got shooting issues but like play him a little bit like get, get him get him out there just like play some good defense like stop the bleeding a little bit I don't know, but like, you know, just something. And, you know, Alex Len and Terrence Davis didn't play either, which, or Alex Len, not so weird, but like Terrence Davis, DMP again. That's a, that's unfortunate, but he's been shooting like shit. And I guess they're, I guess thing, the rotation will change after the five game stretch. So this will be the third game. Mm, I see. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to go over? Not that I could know of, to be honest. Okay, so I just look this. So the so Buddy apparently changed his agent to Diana Day, I believe is her name. Yes. So, so um, overall, I I'm not sure if it's anything. Like James Ham said, it was nothing. But the this person has relations to Rob Palenka, and you're, if you're wondering who Rob Palenka is. That's uh, the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers. By the way, used to be Kobe's agent, or Kobe's agent and Buddy's agent. So that, a lot of people were trying to connect those dots. Ultimately, I don't think it's anything. Maybe he just wants to, uh, you know, maybe he just thought it was time for a change. Uh, maybe, but so far, I mean, it's not really going to affect our team at the moment, I don't think. You know, Buddy's been playing well. Like I'm willing to give him a little leeway on some on some of his play. Um, yeah, as it stands right now, uh, Kings go one and four, one and three on this road trip. Very very disappointing road trip. Uh, like I'm, I mean, I was talking to some people. They were expecting four and zero, oh, and uh, you know, I'm not lying about this. But I said you can never expect the Kings to do anything. <sighs> yeah. Yep, a uh, little bit of a downer uh, episode. I don't know if you guys can hear the uh, kind of anger in our voices just having watched the game. But, you know, this this team is frustrating to watch. And, you know, until there is, like, a big change, and if, before you say Ben Simmons, like, I, I don't think he solves this, really. His, he, he's not, he doesn't have... I don't think he has the leadership to be able to solve this issue. It would help, probably, but, you know... I just think that there is a there is a cloud up over this team, and it's it's a big reason why they've been out of the playoffs for so long. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I don't know what else to say, but I guess we'll have to see. 
another interesting nugget. I'm looking at the standings right now, and they have net ratings. Oh. The Kings, the Kings actually have a positive net rating. Really? Yeah. That's all interesting. The, all the play-in teams, um, all four play-in teams, like from seven to eight, which is the Lakers, Grizzlies, uh, Portland, and OKC, they all have very, they all have negative net ratings. Now, the reason why that is is because we actually haven't been blown out very often. Like most of our games have been close, and the net rate, the reason for the net rating, um, I guess, variance is because the other teams above us have won a lot of, have probably won in a lot of blowouts. Or they're or they're getting blown out instead of it being a close game. So I thought that was interesting. I actually I don't think I've ever seen the Kings be in the positive net rating before. So gotta shout that out. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, we, most of our games definitely could have been. Uh, I mean, we got one if uh, for those all uh, for those losses, especially this game. For sure, I felt like we had a chance towards the end, of course. But, you know, things didn't work our way, and, you know, things happen. Yeah. Um, again, um, pretty annoyed about this game, but it is still early in the season. The Kings have time to figure it out, but for the love of God, they got to do it quick because, again, it gets late early. Um, so, you know, bring your A game. Um, oh, by the way, Indiana, the team that beat us, so they beat the Jazz, and for whatever reason, lost the Detroit. Uh, huh. What? <laughs> yeah, barely Detroit just beat Indiana. That's uh, interesting, to say the least. I think Cade went off. I saw some highlights on on uh, Twitter. Huh, interesting. Well, not really, 16 points fuck happened no. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we didn't watch the game i guess i mean i i wasn't that pissed about the indiana game i thought a lot of shots didn't go down but really they lost the pistons yeah weird weird day oh, um portland's getting waxed by chicago right now they're having issues of their own uh, uh, i see hopefully we can get some sort of love when we play them too well, yep, we shall see. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We've rambled on for long enough. I, honestly, I want to talk to talk about anything else other than the game. So, you know, um, it was not fun to watch. Um, but let's put this behind us and move on. Yeah. And I guess we'll see you guys later. Later.